0: Hey everyone, this is Russell Hathcock with the ZenRent Investment and Success Podcast. Um, I'm Russell Hathcock, your host. Um, today, I've got Mike Stout with the National Tenant Network here with me. Um, I've known Mike for a, a number of years, and the National Tenant Network—I don't—are you guys one of the oldest tenant screening applications out there? I know it's—it's—you've it's been—you've been. You've been out there a while and and for for years you were like the only service out there. There's competition, but, uh, as I understand it, national 10 network has some of the best, uh, screening reports and databases available. So, so I wanted to invite Mike on and, and, and speak to investors about the need for quality data, uh, the need for property managers to have access to that data. Um, and so, no one better than, than Mike Stout to come and talk to us about that and uh, things like that. So, Mike, introduce yourself. I, I, I know I didn't do it justice. You've been doing this a long time. So, <laughs> t- tell us a little bit about you.
1: So, when I, I came on the scene, I was in college, and I thought that renting apartments, you know, two other people would be the, just it would be great. I'd get a free place to live, and oh, no. I'd meet Roughly people. Roughly, what year was that? How long? You- mid mid nineties.
0: Mid nineties. I'm old old that great so, beard's showing through isn't it no this, this is all this is COVID what are you talking about oh, <laughs> so mid 90s you, you so
1: so mid 90s I'm 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 going to college and I'm I'm desperately trying to find and literally I was I found it desperate I was I went to a, a personnel agency actually because I felt in my in my being I wanted to get into real estate and I thought oh renting apartments is the best thing you know that's just for whatever reason I don't know why it just, I don't know, it just, it was the thing I wanted to do. And so I finally got that break. It was a company downtown uh, in the Midwest and it worked perfectly because I was going to school downtown. So I would kind of go back and forth and the kind of the, my first contact with NTN was that really, again, it was the mid nineties. So um, I, I would, I had a, a fax cover sheet and it had this weird logo at the top and it was this NTN and N and I'm like, I don't know what that is, but so I would handwrite that out, stick it in the fax machine. And, you know, within an hour or so we had our reports back. And that's kind of where I, I, I learned about NTN. I didn't know a whole lot about the, the the screening world, but that was, that was that fast forward a couple of years. My then leasing manager started uh, calling me, Hey, come talk to me. Hey, come talk to me. Hey, you know, basically recruiting me. And finally, after I was tired of, of, of wanting to take the phone and slamming it down when somebody would call and ask me a, a question I didn't really want to answer, um, or I was just tired of answering. Maybe mm-hmm. um, at the apartment community I was at at the time, I'm like, okay. So I I went and talked to him, and uh, ironically enough, I went and saw those same that same personnel agency who needed to vet me for this NTN company, and really, really, really getting too detailed. So, but- so were, were you?
0: Recruited as a, like a leasing agent within the apartment community, or you were just a tenant there, uh, trying to find a job. What what's that connection?
1: Yes, yeah, so so I I knew, so I I went to this this uh, personnel agency that specialized in uh, the apartment communities and getting a job in the apartment community. Okay, so, so it's like
0: a work placement uh, place,
1: yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah, it was kind of like a personnel agency, but I, I mean I had gone to interview after interview, and finally I I heard about them uh, because of of the uh, uh, one. There was two partners, and, and uh, one of them was well connected to the apartment association, um, and so I thought, hmm, why not? Let's go try it. Um, you know, they weren't charging me anything; they were charging, um, y- you know, whoever found me a job, if you will,
0: yeah,
1: and uh, uh, or whoever I found the job. But but anyhow, it, it was it, it ended up working out really well. They they taught me a lot, and uh, um, so, that but that was the yeah that was so, me and the drive. I'm going to do this. I don't know why. <laughs>
0: So, so mid-90s, you're looking for a job, and you get connected with NTN through, through that route, and you're trying to find yeah, an yeah it was, and you keep seeing that logo. Um, and so somehow you, you got connected to NTN through the job
1: search. Yeah, so I wasn't looking at all. I was fed up with the, with the apartment world. I'd, I'd moved from okay. that corporate uh, location to another, one of the largest companies at the time, to one of their apartment communities offside and it wasn't downtown which was fine but i was just getting fed up
0: with so were you were you in the management side of things at oh that yeah point? okay so you. Oh yeah were- yeah
1: yeah so i started off you know you move up from i leased apartments and you know, all kinds of things whether it be apartments or homes or 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 doubles or you know condos you name it we we we, we had them and leased them so, so
0: you were in the management space looking to get out of being in property management, I was
1: getting tired of it. I don't know, you know, that I was necessarily exactly looking, but I wasn't uh, running away from it when the opportunity presented okay. itself. Okay,
0: so you were there. You're you're feeling like, hey, this might might be the quite the the cup of tea I was thinking in property management would be, but <laughs> it's but this 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 service National Tenant Network c- kind of keeps coming in your in your sphere of influence, and you're noticing it, and
1: it, it does. And then I'm hey come, you know, come talk to me, come talk to me. And finally, you know what, what's the worst thing that can happen? And I, and I go and I had an interview.
0: Okay, so they kind of recruited you because yes. you were in property management.
1: Yep. Specifically so
0: multifamily. But. The, I don't
1: remember the exact titles, but he was, I think he was maybe the director of operations, but he had been my first leasing manager at that first uh, a job in property management that I had. And so we became friends. And, you know, and we worked really well together. And so he, that's, that's how that connection was made. Hey, Mike, you know, come talk to me. I want to bring you over here. And I kind of fought it for a while thinking that, uh, um, you know, property, man. no, no, no. This is what I want to do. And again, what I don't, you know, those phone calls and I joke about this now, but it used to happen all the time. Three o'clock in the morning, Hey, Mr. Property Manager, you know, my toilet stopped up, come fix it. <laughs> you know, and those things. I was tired of those calls and things like that. And so I realized I could stick within the industry, but move kind of on the outside looking in and, and bring that what I learned, you know, into the, uh, into the tenant screening world. And so that's what I did.
0: So that's, that's one of the things I love uh, about, you know, your, your perspective at, NTN is the fact that you did work in the property management space and, and have taken some of those hard knocks that property managers go through. And so you, you can understand those perspectives uh, and the need for quality screening of a tenant, because there's nothing worse than putting a tenant in your home. That's not screened. Uh, they don't, you know, they're not playing by the rules. They're not paying on time and they're, they're a constant headache. And I'll, and, you know, I think it, coming from my perspective is 90% of that battle of getting a good tenant is just screening them from the get go properly. Um, so mid nineties, you, I mean, how many years is that in the tenant screening world? That's, you've got a full
1: career. How,
0: how long you've been in?
1: Yeah. And then some, I mean, I look at, I look at my, my, my world and realize over half of my life has been on that side of the business. You know, and I've, I've, I've dabbled, uh, you know, with, with my own investment properties as well. So it goes like this. When I left the property management world, I swore I'd never go back. Well, you know, if you can remember some, some, uh, some times in the latter part of, uh, you know, the, uh, the 2000s where, it, you know, if you didn't understand that th- these numbers and that you could, in fact, you know, be an investor yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you, there was something wrong with you and you know one one plus one is always two it's just how it works and if you couldn't realize that fine but anyway so I got back in uh, on, on my own and so I've I've been there and, and done that as well and so that gives me the perspective to understand when I'm talking to clients what they're more than likely going through on top of so I can see it from the ownership side and I can also see it from management side
0: yeah in fact I'm glad you said that I I didn't know I I didn't even ask, but so you own some investment properties yourself? Yep. Nice. Uh, yet more credibility in my eyes as to the the level of expertise that you have. So, how, how have you seen tenant uh, screening technology transform over the years? Uh, Mid nineties. I mean, what what kind of data were you guys collecting?
1: Mid nineties, you pretty much were sitting at a terminal, and this is we'll we'll talk about pre. Pre NTN, back when we first started, there was a you were really advanced if you had software on your computer that could connect you with a credit file, and that that was that was it. Otherwise, you were printing your credit files on on a little machine on thermal paper, and that was really all that was available. I mean, (laughs) that was it,
0: (laughs) yeah. And so, you how big was NTN at that time when you got started there? I
1: we're franchises. So we started officially in 1980 and well, I say we, I always NTN yeah. HQ started in 1980. And so they started franchising, um, by, by that time, I don't know the exact, uh, number of, of offices, maybe, maybe 10. Uh, I, I don't, I may be way off there, but I, I'm not sure there, there were that many, uh, big, big operations, um, were, were, uh, Uh, in in the Midwest on the uh, uh, Northern California was also pretty large as well as there was, there's an East coast office that was pretty big as well. And that, that certainly changed over the years. That's just kind of where it was.
0: So, so starting at, I guess, 1980, um, I mean, and that's a long time in terms of tenant screening, credit reports, et cetera. Was there much competition for NTN back in those days? So,
1: and and we're you know we, we we love to talk about how we're the oldest screening company out there. Yeah. But, so when I started recognizing NTN and and you know became part of of actual NTN and learning the history, um, it, it's interesting. There were four companies, four including us, and those other three are have, have been either bought out and renamed, or they're part now of uh, a property management software. You don't yeah. need to necessarily get to. Pick it on their names but that's yeah. just kind of the you know and there there wasn't i mean that was kind of the you were where you were and your were str- your strengths were usually pretty local because again we didn't have the the internet okay which,
0: is, which gets to that franchise that model because you wanted some boots on the ground in those major markets right. getting the best data so so that makes sense as to why they would be in a franchise model starting in the 1980s through the 90s because the internet just wasn't is it is today so you needed you know people like yourself are you you started what in houston i think
1: yeah yeah in we South, uh, we Southies, opened texas,
0: in texas louisiana i believe
1: yeah yeah two in in 2000 march of 2003 is when uh, that was we took that over it started actually in 99 and i'm from houston and so i i spent some time helping them develop their uh uh, their systems as well but it was a great it was just a great opportunity i looked yeah. around
0: so but you so you've got in it's it's been around a while and you've been instrumental in uh elevating NTN right i mean because back in the day there just wasn't the data so you've you've had your hand in helping that whole system I mean, get
1: off the ground you right? know i certainly am uh, uh, i would like to uh i, I do what i can
0: and, um, and Regina, let me not uh, forget Regina. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we I mean, yeah, guys
0: are currently a team, but, I mean, you guys have done yeah, well and done a lot of things.
1: It, we've, we've, we've tried it. Being, being uh, you know, out here has given me that sort of flexibility to, uh, um, you know, helping her with development is the part that I, I love the most. Sitting down and looking at uh, month-end stuff, you know, I want to take a nap.
0: <laughs> it's just
1: you know it's just that's just not my thing the the, the admin stuff I'd, I'd really rather not be doing that and, and so out here you know and regina and i have been able to, to and i mean we met probably at a franchise conference i don't even know um 10 15 years ago um you, you know and, and and she and her uh, her husband I, I think they opened I, probably officially because i was at their corporate office in uh, in oregon when they opened and that was probably I don't know, 2000 ish. she could, she, you know, could, could tell you those, those exact details, but yeah. sometime around there. And so she, she and I got to uh, uh, when I moved out of here, ironically enough, again, she's like, Hey, you want to, you want to help me? And I'm like, sure, I'll, I'll help you. And, and so that, that's an entirely different story for another time, but it, it's, it's been exciting because we've been able to understand, to recognize that people don't know what they don't know. Yeah. And so we wanted to really start to focus on education. Because today, you know, you, you, I don't even know how many screening company screening competitors there are, but there's, there's tons. You yeah. might have you know, ABC screening, and they're doing things they shouldn't be doing. You know, the FTC, they're not following regulations, yeah. and so they get shut down. Well, guess what? Tomorrow, they're ABCD screening or yeah. some other, uh, other name operating again with guidelines have, have really changed the, the scope of this, this, this industry.
0: Okay, so so you, you were getting started in Southeast Texas, Houston, parts of Louisiana, you bounced up to Oregon, all within NTN, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. so so I left I left the Midwest at that uh, um, where we were involved. I mean, there, there was massive sales a uh, movement, and, and we were able to orchestrate that pretty well. That, that was fun, but I, I left there, moved out to Oregon and was there at the corporate office for a while. Uh, opportunity presented itself. Uh, those those owners wanted to uh, wanted to sell, and again, from Houston, couldn't wait to get back, and you know, hightailed it down there. Okay, so so
0: when did you get started in the Phoenix market?
1: Phoenix, I got here in 2012. Okay, and I think sometime 12 or or 13 is when when uh, um, you know that the phone rang, so to speak, and, and it was Regina, and uh, she and Eric wanted to know. Hey, what
0: are you doing? And you've known her for a a little bit before this. Yeah. Yeah. So So we got to know up and says, Mike, Phoenix is opening up for a franchise.
1: Well, what's so they've been open. She just wanted to help with, uh, with some development. So we used to have annual conferences and so different. So, so we could all get together and kind of, you know, talk shop. And we all got to know each other pretty well. Um, You know, as people go some, some better than others. And uh, we just got to, to know one another, and, and uh, um, that, that's kind of where that came from.
0: Yeah. So, shifting a little bit, um, you mentioned, you know, starting in the 80s, there's like four, you know, NTN's the oldest tenant screening, but there's like four players on the screen. They're all kind of evolved in some way or another. NTN's the only one still with its original name still around offering independent service um, you mentioned cuz and i and i guess where i'm going is you know currently a lot of software has that just built in yep and people like the automation and the the fluidity of you know lack of data or double entry etc what mm-hmm. what happens what's the sacrifice for that because i know sometimes when you want that instant gratification of, Hey, I want to screen a tenant in three seconds by a click of a button. And there's things out there that will do that. Like, Hey, here's a, here's a score for this tenant. And with a click, you know, within seconds. Um, now, now this is a loaded question because you and I both know there's no way you could get all you need to know within three seconds versus what, you know, NTN can offer. So sure. what kind of qualities out there versus what you guys are doing?
1: So I'm going to go back to how NTN started to kind of explain this, this whole, you know, the, the question, because I think it, it kind of, it's important to know. So, so we started because we had a guy, he's, he's, uh, he's an attorney, still an attorney, et cetera. He's our founder's name is Ed Bozinski. And so he had about, I don't know, three or 4,000 rental properties around the Portland, Oregon market. And what he was realizing, and this is before NTN was born, um, but, what he started doing is realizing he would have um, uh, he would evict someone from one side of the uh, of, of Portland and they 'd move to another community and he had no idea right they would figure it out later after they 'd already rented to him again, and so he started databasing eviction files, which meant you go down to the courthouse and you pick these eviction filings up, and so he was just using it in house and uh, uh, him being the uh, uh, brilliant man that he believes he is. <laughs> yeah. he said uh, you know what maybe this is this is better for, you know other people could use this as well right and so at that point nt was born and, and our focus has always been getting to the courthouse as often as we can we, we are able to do it a lot uh, uh more electronically these days but uh um to give you an idea every morning i, I go to a, a machine and i pull off the eviction filings that uh uh, our, my systems have, have picked up for me from yesterday, and I upload those files um, into the system, they're now automatically. So what's that, what that means is if you were filed on yesterday, I can tell you about it today. And so that's big. That, that, main, that, that control that we maintain, we don't buy data uh, from, from other places that have, you know, the, the best data I've ever seen was about 90 days old. And that just, for me, that's not something I want to offer my clients because it's 90 days old and you've already rented to them. And possibly if it's not during this time, you know, you've probably already evicted them or you're in the process once again of of adding another name um, to their list. And so
0: pausing right there for a second. um, So what you're saying is because there's one thing to get, you know, credit reports and stuff like that. Uh, you know, all automated Experian, you know, electronic push out. But there's another thing to realize that there's a lot of municipalities and court systems that are still archaic. Yep. Meaning you, you, a tenant could be evicted somewhere and that files in a court, not online, not retrievable, except manually someone that's right grabbing that file. And that's where you come in. You guys do that. you, you get as much files as you can then it's a manual process because a lot of courts don't automate the this push out of information is that is that
1: correct that, that's right there there are some there are some courts still to this day that you've got to pay them a fee just to walk in the door yeah and, and so we pay them a fee walk in the door get the information we want and and move along and that's just you now I, I can't tell you how many times i've i've been in courthouses digging through their boxes you know you, it's always different Sometimes they're in nice little folders all in, you know, you just flip the pages open and you get the information you need. Other times they're in these little yellow, you know, little manila folders. And so you've got to pull the information out, unfold it all, get the eviction filing data, type it in your laptop, put it all back in the right way because those clerks are checking that out. You you get one page in the wrong way the first time, maybe you're okay. They're going to yell at you, but you know, you're okay. The second time out of here. (laughs) <laughs> no, they're they're protective as they should be you know
0: so to this day that's a manual process that you go through and at least in this market and other franchisees do in their markets it, to get the most cutting edge
1: it, accurate in data in again it, it just depends on, on on the markets right there there are some places where it's done completely electronically there are others where um they'll give us a portal into their systems and we go through it. Like we're looking at those files, right. And type them in. And yet it's still others where we've got to go and sit down and dig through the files. Um, You know, that's, that's largely, I I expect we're going to see something change there yeah, just because of, uh, of COVID and all the things that are going on right now. Um, But yeah, it's, and if you can't get into the court systems, like you can, in a lot of them now nothing's available. Yeah. And that's, but again, evictions aren't being filed right now. Largely. So one could argue that, that way.
0: Yeah. So Is what, well. where are you at now in terms of, so I guess shifting That's, so that's sort of the, uh, where, where you been since, you know, the mid two thousands, 2010, 2012, this manual process, uh, getting the most accurate, uh, eviction filings, cause anyone, the credit report stuff, that's pretty automated right now, isn't it? it? I
1: mean. It is, and the thing to, to know about credit files is there are three bureaus, and if you get a, a credit report from TransUnion, and I get a, a credit report from TransUnion, outside of coding, it's the same report. So different companies have different coding or, or lack of coding, um, it's the same report, or, or Equifax or Experian, there's, there's no differences. Biggest thing about credit files anymore is for about the last year or so judgments and tax liens no longer appear on credit files. So what, what used to happen with, uh, with a lot of our competitors is, and I'm going to use my, my, you know, super technical term of, uh, of, um, reverse engineering, because I don't know what the exact, what it's called, but they would go and find a judgment. And so what they would do is take that data and sort of reverse engineer it and put it onto a quote eviction file and say, what are you talking about? I've got eviction filings. They're right here. And since those are gone from credit files, they can't do that kind of reverse engineering. And so because we're still going to the courthouses themselves and getting the information, whether that's manually, whether that's electronically, any of those means, that's why we can report that eviction filing from its beginnings To the judgment if there is a judgment. And if it's dismissed, it's dismissed, et cetera. So we followed all the way through.
0: Nice. So in terms of, you know, quality of data, how how does NTN rank to some of your competitors?
1: (laughs) Talk about a loaded question. (laughs) I'll I'll tell you, and I think I've probably told you this, um, you know, I'll put our data up against any competitor out there any day. Absolutely sit down and just let the, let the reports talk, speak for themselves because that's what really tells, you know, the, the, the truth. Um, again, back, back to the easy button. We like to call it the easy button because we all want to push that button. We just, we do. And when you push that button, we, I call it data dumping. What you get is a bunch of pages of John Smith or pick some other common name. And those those things, the credit report, if you've got John Smith's social security number and the other identifying information you need, that's a credit report. It's going to be the same data. But if you get a bunch of pages of eviction filings and criminal data that you have no idea if it belongs to John Smith, then that's on you now, the property manager or that property owner, you need to figure out if that's a good risk or not. And so NTN or ad we do that for you. Yeah. So
0: what... In- What's the future? So you, so you, NTN has been a technology company all these years and it has constantly evolved. Where do you see the future? And, and we all, I guess, let me back up. And we all know that everyone likes the easy button. Uh, COVID sure. now was making some challenges in terms of getting quality information. Um, what's the future of NTN? What's the future of technology and you know, finding that medium of the easy button versus the quality data that takes work. I mean, is there is there a happy medium with that? I mean, is there can you get the best of both worlds?
1: You know, that's that's a tough question. Uh, I I think to to answer that we need to talk, and we can talk quickly about it about the the uh, the the emergence of CPNs, and CPN is an acronym that stands for credit privacy number, and basically what that is. it's a fake social security number or it's someone's social security number that's been put together farmed, if you will, to create a new identity for someone. And because of COVID and the, the, you know, you, you go over there and and I'm going to stay way over here. And, but I want to rent to you, but I I don't want to have that, you know, human interaction. It's very easy. And we've started to really see their emergence. Um, in the screening world. And basically you would know that you've got somebody they, they say, Oh, well, you know, before they're really established, they've, they've, they've got their um, product or or, excuse me, their reports together. It just looks like somebody is brand new to the, uh, um, to credit. And they're not brand new to credit. It's just that they've got a brand new identity. They're trying to uh, develop. Um, So, you call, that,
0: you call that a CPN?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's called CPN. Um, that,
0: that's, a, that's, a, that's a certain demographic of someone, of a tenant or someone's trying to pull the wool over your eyes, a CPN?
1: Yeah, so a CPN, the word, the answer is is yes. CPN stands for credit privacy number. And there are actually companies out there, you can, you can use the, you know, Google or whatever you want to do. They'll tell you, they'll show you in YouTube videos how to do this, how to take someone's number Oftentimes they tell you to take a child's number because the idea behind it is oh, they're young now and you know by the time they're actually old enough it won't matter anyway but that's not the only only scenario um, incidentally um, so CPS is a
0: stolen identity number for someone trying to start a new life and not and hide yeah it's, and
1: it's, it's a creative number um, okay. that uh, there are companies out there that farm uh, if I can say, in, uh, in about two weeks, uh, we're, I'm going to be doing a webinar about CPNs. Okay. And, and, uh, it's, it's interesting. And I keep, I've done a few of these and everybody looks at me like, huh? And that was when we had human contact and they were like, what are you talking about? And you just feel like all the, all the air just sucks out of the, uh, out of the room. And they're just like, huh? (laughs) Because it's what the heck's that? I, I, you know, you know what? I never heard it
0: until me. you said that. I...
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's and and they're being used. Um, it, it, it's hard to talk about them in a real quick way, but you know we don't want to uh, um, to take over the this chat. With yeah, with a bunch of but it, it's it's basically the idea that I can come to you and apply. You don't know who I am. I know that I'm someone I'm pretending and,
0: and, and so the the, the world of, of tenant screening is you know the, the people that like the, the quick button are susceptible to this new emerging real threat of you know fake identities
1: yeah they so so they are, and to be real, at least where everybody sits now there's there's no option out there within a screening agency to initially identify, I will tell you this, um, they're starting to be, Mm -hmm. um, and and again, if if your listeners want to check out trueandverified.com, it's a company that's, uh, um, that that gives you the ability to stop the use of CPNs. Mm. So you, you can imagine an applicant comes through to you and this is largely for folks that are applying electronically, like a lot of them are these days. And so, um, that forces them to confirm their identity first before they even get into your screening process.
0: So in terms of market share, you know, what where does NTN stand? So, I mean, you you had a huge market share for, for years. You know, everyone likes the quick button. Uh, what's your market share looking like these days?
1: You know, I don't know the exact numbers, but I will absolutely agree with you that uh, with the advent of the easy button, as we call it, Uh, I I get it. I I really do. It's, it's nowhere near where it used to be. Yeah. It it just, just again, speaking realistically, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's just, if we can get folks and this is the, 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 maybe the most important, if you can spend an extra couple minutes screening an applicant or understanding what, uh, what you're looking at when you finally get it, you're talking about saving yourselves, you know, potentially depends on where you catch them and what they're going to do. It could be just a, you know, four or 5,000 bucks. It could be 10,000 bucks. could be more depending on what you're managing or what you own. Um, And just, just from reports, I mean, there, there could be times to be fair. You look at uh, NTN's reports and you're like, well, I don't even understand what that means. And I've had lots of calls, especially these days where uh, ownership is getting more involved in their apartment communities and, uh, you know, what their reports, what, what do these things actually mean? Because I'm, I'm, I'm realizing as I look at all the financials that we've got a hole somewhere and I'm trying to figure out where that is, you know, why are my managers calling me every day, Mike, wanting to know, should I, what do I do here? And, and so e- even just sitting through a I don't know, a training call or webinar, spend some time, just understand what you're looking at.
0: Yeah. So what, what's the future of you and NTN? Um, you know, cause you know, there, I think there's always a market for quality data. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are you guys going to do? Uh, you know, what's the future of NTN?
1: Well, you know, uh, the, the future as I, w- I want to believe it, it, it's, it's fantastic. Um, just before you and I got, uh, um, got on the, uh, on the call, I got an email where it was rolling out. It's all the new things that are rolling out on our brand new website that we've been uh, talking about for for some time. I'm excited to see what the functionality is. And I, had I had time to look at it, I'd tell you because <laughs> yeah. we've been as asking for things. As for a I while.
0: understand, you guys have been open with your APIs all this time, correct? Yeah. So you're you you are willing to play nice with all kinds of data or you know databases.
1: Um, at- Yes, absolutely. And so we're, you know we're integrated with some guys, and some guys say, "Hey, uh, um, there's some companies out there that won't integrate with anyone because they've got their own in-house companies. I get it. I understand what they're doing. Um, you know, and, and we've had companies oh we've had clients, lots of clients in some cases, who have gone to, to software companies and said, "Hey, listen, please, this is our training company we want to use." Yeah. Both your management software and their screening. What can we do? And in and, and one case, it was it was a fifty dollar per month fee to said property management company from the client to them directly. And that was just before any development or anything came out. That was just for them to allow us to connect them. And they're like, uh uh-uh. uh. we love it not that much. You know, that that's that's the question, right? How much do, uh, do we love it? Um, yeah. it just, it didn't, didn't make sense for us either. I mean, that, yeah. that's, that's, so I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, we're not going to go out and, and build our own property management software that that that's for sure.
0: Yeah. And,
1: uh, you know, well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a hopeful
0: that we find that happy medium. Um, you know, cause the software companies have made it so easy to click the button and, populate all kinds of forms and stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, especially with COVID, all the changes, legalities, like people want quality data at the same time. And, and so I, I think from a, a property management perspective, you know, I'm on the sideline to film like, Hey, someone worked this out because NTN is all too happy to play nice with the software companies. So, it's them. I mean, they, you know, they need to get on board with the quality data. You know what I mean?
1: That's how I feel. What we do in a lot of situations is just this. We, we called a pseudo integration, you know, okay. Okay. Software company, you won't directly connect us. And so oftentimes we'll just become a user and we handle that, that company's screening process for them. So they're still in that, that, software they're still doing their click the button and have the forms print etc. And there's a number of ways to, to go about using that, uh, because it's a pseudo integration. It's not direct. Um, lots of them, there's, there's lots of benefits to doing it that way. Um, but again, it has to be sit down. Let's talk about this. What, what works best? What doesn't work, uh, at the end of the day, we all have a, um, a, a perceived loss, in, in other words, what I mean by that is we close the books in a couple of days for the month, and if we have x percent loss, whatever that number is, if we're below that threshold, oh well, we'll be okay. The larger the company gets, the more okay they are with that uh with that that so long as they stay below that threshold let let's I don't know for fun, let's pick ten percent and I say ten percent because. Um, it 's just a good even number so if we 're if we 're below ten percent loss, then we 're happy, and that 's the you know we hear from them when they get to eleven twelve yeah. percent that 's when we hear from them again. Uh, we say, Well gee, we could cut your loss in in half easy with these simple steps and show them how to do it, and they do it or they don 't but that 's that 's the way um if you wanted to use uh NTN and services and, and our, our databases, because we don't use others' databases, you know, aside from the credit repositories, because that's how they are. They are databases. Yep. We maintain our own, our own databases. Yeah.
0: Well, I, you know, what, what kind of nuggets of wisdom do you have for investors and landlords and people, you know, what, in your perspective, what, what nuggets of wisdom as we, as we kind of wrap things up about tenant screening and the importance of it?
1: Um, any, any last thoughts of, yeah. So the importance of screening, no matter who you use is this, use someone. If, you know, if you don't want to listen to all the, you know, the differences and, and those kinds of things, I, I understand. I, I, I really do. Because the more that, that other folks jump in the game and, and put, slap a name on a, a company and say, hey, push here and we'll give you, a, you know, an Internet search that largely will give you nothing or potentially a bunch of records that belong to somebody else, um, you, at least you're using someone. Um, and that's, that's the most important part. I mean, I could say, listen, use, use NTN and, and give you, you know, 10 reasons why. We don't need to do that. I'd, I'd be happy to talk to anyone about that. Yeah. But that's, that's the thing. If you're using it, use a screening company. Yeah. It's better than not using a screening company. Yeah.
0: Well, Mike, I'm kind of out of steam on my questions. Um, I appreciate your time. Um, and uh, I look forward to seeing NTN out there. You guys have been around a long time and and have a great track record, quality data and information, uh, you know, I've been friends for a number of years. And so I'm excited to see where NTN and your career goes.
1: Um, and I appreciate your time. Yeah. Hey, good, uh, good luck to you. It's been exciting just, just for the record to, to watch you, you know, as we started to really get to know each other, you were just starting to be the NARPM, uh, you know, here's president. And then, yeah. it, you know, tough to talk. And now it's like, I'm, rust- I'm running the show. You know, it was <laughs> awesome. It's, it's exciting to see it.
0: Well, I appreciate that, buddy.
1: Absolutely, man. Well, have a great uh, afternoon or day or whatever this is. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) All right. right. See you.